0: Hello and welcome to episode number two hundred and twenty one of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going?
1: Good man, good. You know, relishing the uh, the last opportunity to to go to the cinema. It was yeah.
0: still special, bro. It was special. It really was. I mean, I think we're just getting right into it then, like <laughs> because it is in the news this week. Um, but yeah, I guess to kind of keep it a little bit structured. Um, yeah, we are going to be talking about a movie this week that we saw in the cinema, um, and we're All also right, going to yeah. be talking about a movie that came out twenty five years ago, which we've never seen before. Correct. Um, so things are going to get weird so strap in um things but are
1: going
0: yeah it should be a fun one um but yeah you kind of discussed it there so i'm just gonna go straight into the news and i kind of had it at the bottom just to talk about it, but we may as well just talk about it now well, um the top now
1: it's, it's what's bumming me
0: out yeah so obviously um as of recording we are in a very weird week um <laughs> f- kind of for us and in the stateside i think for <laughs> our friends in america <laughs> um That's i hope weird. Yeah, I hope you guys have a have a safe um, voting day, um, and I hopefully it doesn't create safe, a civil war. Yeah, um,
1: post voting.
0: Yeah, because that's always what I'm worried about about our friends over there. Um, yeah. So I hope you guys get along well. Um, and yeah. then as far as us in the UK, um, we are now days away from lockdown two, uh, the sequel that no one asked for. Yeah, um, is just around the corner.
1: And... There, you know there are so few sequels that are better than the original. <laughs>
0: yeah, and
1: and and this one is is not gonna live
0: up to. It. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be the T two of lockdowns, if I'm perfectly no. honest. No, um, it's really not. It's really not but, but uh yeah, so with that means that the cinema is now closed again. Um yeah. and yeah we were fortunate to see I think we i think this is the fourth movie we've seen. Yeah, for show. we did we did well. Yeah, so we saw like five, including Tenet, um, five new movies that came out in the cinema. Yeah, um, pretty prolific during that time, and um, I think that's right. Just off the top of my head, because we saw Spree, we saw New Mutants, Tenet, um, Saint Maud, and now The Craft Legacy. Right, those yeah. are all the films. Um right. And what really sucks, obviously, with the cinema. We going, were so close. <clears throat> yeah. So, there were actually three movies on our app already for listings mm. in November that we will no longer get to see any of these movies. Um, so, first up was a movie called Horizon Line, um, mm-hmm. which one that wasn't really on our radar, but we saw the trailer and it's very much a thriller, um, but looked fun. And we wasn't mm. sure with whether or not we were going to cover it for the show. We still aren't. Um, but it was one that we were both interested in watching um, that is going to yeah, not, it just we won't like get to see.
1: Fine. On, uh, Race against time, kind of uh, versus nature, versus kind of you know the the extremes, kind of movie, and it just looked like a fun ride. Like I don't necessarily know if it's one for the podcast, but mm. it, you know it was one that we both wanted to see either way.
0: Yeah, and Alison Williams in it, who Mm. is, of course, a favorite of ours. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the following week, um, we were going to be seeing Freaky, um, which we were both very excited for. Um, Mm. And then two weeks later, another movie that kind of has gone under the radar is a movie called Possessor. Um, which already came out in the States um, a few months back. And yeah, that was also scheduled to be released in our cinema in the month of November. Yep, um, yep. So obviously with that one, I guess they could just push back one week and it'd be fine because as mm-hmm. of right now, obviously things are supposed to it could easily <laughs> change, but the cinemas are supposed to reopen again in December. Dude, um, dude, and come on, get real, get yeah. bro. I mean, the the whole thing is obviously a mess. It's so disappointing. There are so many different elements to it. What one element that I saw actually on Twitter the other day? We we talked a few times about um, the Prince Charles in London, mm-hmm. and they obviously had only they'd only opened up three weeks ago, and now they're closed again. And yeah, like again, they're saying that they're fine because you know their business model, blah, 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 that, you know, they seem to be good, which is great news um, mm. because they're a fantastic cinema. If you're in the London area, you have to go to the Prince Charles. If you're a movie fan, it's to me, it's my favorite cinema I've been in in this country, yeah, um, sure. but it's, it's yeah, it's sad news. And yeah, of course, like there's going to be a million knock on effects to this. Um, most notably for the podcast, um it's going to be all digital going forward so yay <laughs> we're back on that digital buzz again and there are at least a few movies that kind of we have Dude, on the back burner to watch
1: we're close to year end as well <laughs> yeah i know which,
0: like <laughs> we have to make a 10 i haven't,
1: I haven't even begun to like i i personally haven't even begun to make a list <laughs> like
0: I, I can I, think of four good films right now. I
1: normally get to like you know April, and I'm like, mm. right, I need to start writing movies down. And, yeah. and then I'll, and like by now, I've normally got like a fifteen, a list of like fifteen mm. to twenty, and then I then I whittle that down. I I haven't even bothered, man. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, I'm just like well.
0: No, it's not gonna be like previous years. I don't think we it's might, gonna be a we very we might
1: have to do a top five.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be a very passionate one either way, <laughs> if that makes sense of kind of like these no. certain hills that we're willing to die on. Like I just don't think it's no. gonna be that case. It's gonna be very casual this year. <laughs> um but no, uh
1: I just want to give like like some some banter films in there to be honest just for, just for the
0: hell of it a... i'm sure we'll be able to do that absolutely fine yeah. um i mean so i'm not yeah. gonna
1: lie the, the first film that came into my head that's on my list is
0: upgrade i knew he's gonna say it and <laughs> to be honest at this point you can have it in there if you want i'm yes. really not that
1: fast yes, um, if any year
0: if any year it was gonna stand a chance and it would yes. be a fair representation it would definitely be this shit show of year. yes um but yeah It obviously sucks. Um, it'll be one that I'm sure we'll keep you guys updated on going forward in regards to obviously with the podcast. Um, but yeah, as of and like especially these movies that we just mentioned, Freaky in particular, I'm Mm. really curious whether it will just be a move it back one month, put it on digital, like at least you know, for all of Bloomhouse's faults as well as their positives, they are Mm. at least one of the companies that have experimented a lot in the pandemic in terms of getting their movies out to people um you know just this week obviously we saw the craft legacy in the cinema but it is available on demand in into the states um so potentially we could be seeing something like that for freaky as well
1: yeah Um, let's hope
0: so yeah for sure um but yeah going into the regular news there's just a few things this week um Mm -hmm. it's this first one's a real weird one so um insidious that's a franchise that exists that, that is yeah um and uh, apparently there's four of them um at this point and Mm -hmm. there's gonna be a fifth one and normally you would say why the hell is this in the news well let me answer that question um is that patrick wilson is gonna be making his uh debut as a director directing insidious chapter five (laughs) Um uh Patrick Wilson So he, I believe, was in just the first two Again, so for yeah. me personally yeah. I, I love James Wan He's one of my all-time favourite directors As people will know I don't like Insidious It's my least favourite of his films by far Um, He directed the first two I've seen the first movie, didn't like it Don't think I even checked out the sequel Um, We mm-hmm. saw the fourth one for the podcast And that was painful um, mm-hmm. How bad it was And... So yeah and didn't I can't remember how much of an involvement Lee Wonell had with that movie mm-hmm. I know he in it but Oh, yeah, Did he have he... a writing or directing role at that point? I'm not too sure. I don't
1: believe so. I think he only wrote the first two, but I might be wrong.
0: Right. Um. But uh, yeah, this is weird, obviously. So Patrick is clearly has a passion for this. Um. He says uh, I'm honoured and thrilled to be at the helm of the next Insidious installment, which will provide ooh. an amazing chance to unpack everything the Lamberts went through a decade ago, as well as deal with the consequences of their choices. Uh, directing the movie is both professionally and personally a full circle moment for me, and I'm extremely grateful to be entrusted in continuing to tell this frightening and horn story into the further we go um so you know as someone who doesn't like insidious i like that it's in the hands of someone that really cares about the franchise um mm. and obviously i'm a patrick wilson fan you know so <laughs> that's gonna go a long yeah. way will it make me like an insidious movie i mean his performance at least in the first movie wasn't enough for me to like the movie um but what it, what do you do you have any kind of strong feelings about this either way yeah, well, for me, I, I enjoyed the you, first movie. I was going to say, what are your thoughts on the franchise?
1: Yeah, like, I enjoyed the first movie, but for me, the thing I liked least about the first movie was the Ghost Hunters, the Lin Shay, Lee Wanell, and mm. the other dude, like, that whole thing that was, like, some sort of weird, cheesy Ghostbuster type thing. Yeah, And it was what I liked least about the first movie, and it's what they leaned into for all of the subsequent movies, that the... the the second movie was, a, you know, a bit more of a direct sequel, and then we just got straight into Lin Che and the Ghost Hunters, basically. And like, so where the franchise went, I really just didn't have a care for at all. But, but yeah, I did, I did enjoy the first movie when it first came out, but it was just inferior to, um, uh, The Conjuring because, you know, The Conjuring had the Warrens that were these fantastic through characters as well as a better story anyway. But you know, it was just something that I gravitated
0: to way more. Did you watch the second one?
1: I watched the second one. Um, I I think I've seen them all. Like, Mm -hmm. I have no memory of the third one, but I think I did see it. Because, Um, yeah, this did
0: say that, obviously, it will pick up with the Lamberts, who, again, mm. I'm oblivious as to who that is, um, 10 years after the last movie, as Dalton begins college. So it's a sequel to the first two, and it says Patrick Wilson will also star alongside the returning Ty Simpkins as Dalton Lambert. So is that, like, his son? I really don't know what I'm talking about here.
1: I'm not sure either, but the thing that... Because I thought maybe it was the... It was either the second or the third one that Lynn Shay's character uh, died.
0: Right, and there's no mention of her hair so
1: no so so yeah yeah she did or did she even die in the first one i don't i can't (laughs) even remember that i think it was the second one we're we're not insidious guys i think that's safe (laughs) to say yeah but yeah whatever like i i'm really not that fast even even with patrick wilson being involved it's not enough to get me that excited to be honest
0: no same like i'll I'll yeah. obviously give it a go because i'll be curious to see that first trailer with his attachment to it and it's the you know this is pretty much one of the only things they mm. could have mentioned to even remotely get me interested in serious at this mm. point at least that's a positive to pull from this story yeah. um next up is a is a trailer um that came out over the last week and this announcement of a movie called songbird um nah, man. Nah. So, th- this this movie has got a lot of people talking um so i want to give the kind of brief plot synopsis first um and then we can go into our thoughts on this movie and the trailer um So the synopsis of this movie, if you've not heard of it, is in this terrifying thriller, the COVID-23 virus has mutated and the world is in its fourth year of lockdown. Infected Americans are ripped from their homes and forced into quarantine camps known as Q-Zones, from which there is no escape as a few brave souls fight back against the forces of of oppression. Uh, Amid this dystopian landscape, a fearless courier, Nico, who's immune to the deadly pathogen, finds hope and love with Sarah. Uh, though her lockdown prohibits them from physical contact. When Sarah is believed to become infected, Nico races desperately across the barren streets of LA in search of the only thing that can save her from imprisonment or worse. Um, So this, (laughs) this movie is going to anger a lot of people. And I I feel like I'm getting that response from you right now. So I guess what, what is your thought on the movie and then the trailer as well?
1: Well, they came as one for me because I just watched this trailer not knowing what it was about. And it, it was too real, bro. It's too <laughs> real. It's too soon, too real. Mm. Uh, we're, we're a few days away from our lockdown, the second. And I, 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 I don't want to see this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's too real. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I think that's the way a lot of people feel about this, to be honest. Uh, you know, A very <laughs> negative reaction on social media to this. Um, it's yeah. Michael Bay's juice, which I think a lot of his stuff gets that that mm. kind of response, at least on social media, and then his movies yeah. always do well. Yeah, the most um, slay. Yeah, so yeah. it's the vocal minority, as always. But um, yeah, I, I, this is one where I'd h- heard about the premise first and was mm. like, my God, that's crazy that they're doing this. And, mm-hmm. and then I watched the trailer, and I've got to be honest, like I was down with this trailer. I, I thought it was a really um tense trailer and it really did hit home you know with the the kind of real life aspect of it turned up to a hundred and i do like this is a movie that is going to have really strong haters and i think it's absolutely fine and i totally understand that this is like a very serious issue that is affecting millions of people on a daily basis Um, and so if you don't want that in your entertainment right now i fully get that and support that Um, this is not going to be a hill that i'm willing to like defend Um, having said all that i i watched the trailer and i personally was entertained by it um and so i think that I'm, I'm torn with this one because I get the level of escapism a lot Of people want for movies and mm. I get That sometimes it's definitely not high On my personal list um, I did say it when I watched Tenet actually Which was that was one of the few movies that kind of Watching a big budget film At the cinema did really make me forget About the p- pandemic for at least a couple of hours While I was watching it um, mostly because I was just Trying so hard to figure out what the hell was going on um, And so I fully Understand like the importance of Escapism in media but I also do like like something that is willing to take a chance and take a risk and you know it, it's gonna be it's such a big issue and i think years mm. from it, we'll see more stuff like this i mean you know it's weird to think that like world war ii became like the sexy war in films for so yeah. long and yeah. and it is a thing now that it's like we forget about like the crazy stuff that happened um we, you know with the nazis and, and the way they treated jewish people yeah it's just become like the stereotypical bad guy yeah, in a lot of ways. You, you cartoon just, villain. Yeah, definitely. And, and so you forget that these are like real people that are affected by it. And so mm-hmm. I think that with a bit more time removed, maybe this wouldn't get the same reaction. And again, I'm not defending it and it's perfectly mm. fine. If you don't want to see this movie, you know, like I say, this is a very, very serious issue. But for me personally, just watching a trailer, I was down for this. I like fr- these types of thrillers. It very much reminded me of that. Is it called Right at Your Door? Yeah, Right at
1: Your Door. For sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: And and also just the level of production again, I was impressed by because this obviously was shot during an actual pandemic. And yeah, to see like big name actors in this and a big budget with a lot of like different stuff going on. Again, this movie could be like trash. Like make no mistake mm. about it. But I I don't know. There was enough in this trailer where i read the description i wasn't interested in that film that they were selling but then i saw the trailer and i was like you know what this actually looks pretty cool um so yeah that's that's yeah i think
1: i think you know i i'm with you in the fact that the trailer was cool uh but yeah for me personally it's just too soon it's too real um you know we we don't know that in four years' time this isn't the world we're going to be living in. And oh no! So, yeah. So I'm not ready to watch a movie about that yet. And and and. To be so what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I think kind of you know watching this trailer, you know, uh, days after we've been told that we've just taken a giant step back as a country, I just, I, I yeah, I won. I you know I spoke to you, uh, you know I spoke on the podcast earlier in the year about how. This year, for me, the movies have been my escape, mm-hmm. and and it has been why I've kind of um, well, the lightest stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, I haven't been enjoying the, the deeper stuff, and some of these movies that would have hit with me before, I just don't really. You know, e- even like even like Saint Maud, which was a movie that I was very high on. I, I wonder what my impression would be on that in a non COVID me world. You mm-hmm. know, because I I really just mm-hmm. want movies like spree and just like the you know these comedy movies that we've seen and you know like i enjoyed the babysitter sequel way more than i should have because i just needed fun yeah and and like yeah i i seeing this trailer for me was i was like oh no this bums me out like it was it looked great in terms of what it was doing and if this was just like Something a bit more removed. Sh- shove a couple of Nazis in there, maybe I'd be less offended. But like <laughs> right right now, it's just yeah, too too fresh.
0: Yeah, I and I fully understand that. And I think that's the way a vast majority of people feel, for sure. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's not been received well. This movie kind of got announced with no release date. It was kind mm. of like, it's a done movie, it's in the can, has a full like three-minute trailer, and there's no release date for it right now. Mm. So we don't know if this is digital, theaters, whatever, whether or not they're actually, if anyone's going to want to take a risk on that. Because I think if someone like a Netflix picked this up, it is like a... PR disaster waiting to happen I think mm-hmm. um, for any big company Wants to pick this up because yeah you can perceive this As a way as like man you are like glorifying A pandemic that is costing people their lives Right now
1: yeah it kind of felt that way To me as well to be mm. honest
0: I think that's why I viewed it as kind of like when people saying It was a throwback to a level of like exploitation Cinema that we just don't see anymore And like looking mm. at it through that lens I was like It's interesting like I say it's not a hill I'm willing To die on by any means because I think it could mm. easily be Terrible and I also fully support people saying Fuck this film right now um, but I was intrigued by the trailer personally and that's all i can go off um but yeah a fascinating one for sure um next up this is a really interesting news story um so collider was reporting that jordan peele um is on board to produce a remake of the wes craven classic have you, i've, did already, you see this I've already seen the news bro you know right okay to be... <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh, i'm gonna get him started <laughs> yeah, and you then really uh, you're gonna get me excited there weren't you was craven's 1991 classic the people under the stairs um yeah. so yeah the the report from clyder says that though peel is not expected to direct himself um hmm. it's unclear whether um he's gonna write the script or not at this time he's pr- obviously producing with monkey paw productions and um that is pretty much it right now. It seems like he's just sniffing around that IP wants to produce a remake. Um, mm. I think yeah. for me personally, you know, you, you say Jordan Peele and Wes Craven in the same news story and 90% of the results you get are going to be something that's going to be very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is right at the bottom of the list. Um, I, I don't, I, you know, I've I watched People Understairs for the first time this year and was not a fan. Um, and mm-hmm. so... I think in some ways, you know, those are the movies that make more sense to produce a remake, of course. I yeah. think you know, as we've discussed with something like the original it, of course, we've, we've discussed that to death at this point. But like a movie that has the the bones of something that could yeah. be great with, with clear areas to improve, you know, why remake something perfect like Nightmare on Elm Street? Um, so I think from that sense, I think obviously... I think- this makes perfect sense for Jordan getting this IP. It's right with yeah. the things that he wants to do in horror. Um, that movie is filled with kind of racism, class inequality, mm. you know, patriarchy, all of that stuff it is relevant in that movie. So I think it makes perfect sense for Jordan Peele to be involved with that. Well, I,
1: think, I think that's the biggest thing for me is mm. that when I when I saw this news, I was like, oh, come on, Jordan, of all the Wes IP. But then I thought mm. about it more and, and, I, and I really came <clears> around to it where I was thinking that yeah, this is rife for a Jordan Peele spin on it with the, um, you know the the, the um class inequality and the minorities and everything like that mm. that that you know he he has put onto the cinema in such a fantastic way in his in his directorial movies. Obviously, from what we saw of Candyman, that also looked fascinating. But mm. who knows? Because we're not allowed to see that movie. <laughs> um, Doesn't but, exist. But, but um. You know, uh, with with this one, I think um, the people under the stairs was a, a a movie that I enjoy a lot, and I think it has a lot of potential to be even better. The movie loses its way for for a point, and it kind of goes a little long. And I think kind of that um, breaking into someone's house and it's not what you expect it to be. You know, we've seen it in Don't Breathe, and we've seen mm. it in other horror movies recently. And I think that's always a real fun thing. Um, and I think, kind of, um, especially
0: when they did it in 1991 as well.
1: Yeah, well, exactly. It was, it was, uh, um, you know, uh, not seen at all. I was trying to think of the Bill Skarsgård movie that we saw as well. Oh, villains! Like villains, yeah. You know, that was fantastic yeah, love as well. And I think, kind of, you know, seeing it, seeing some movies like that, and seeing this, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Like to see mm. if it gets legs for sure.
0: Yeah, I think the more I think about this, the more you know. When I first heard about it, I was kind of like. I don't want to be jo- I don't want Jordan Peele to become the next Eli Roth which is that mm, yeah he's, his name is attached to everything it's grabbing any IP that he can get his hands on he's producing it and then he's never actually sitting down to make an original horror movie anymore that's my worst nightmare mm. um having reflected on this more I I remembered that we got that kind of leaked production sheet of a you know, new director Jordan Peele movie, which hasn't been officially announced yet. Yeah. Um, so so he is doing that, and that's fine. And then to have this as another project, where, like you say, I think you know, especially if he's involved in the writing, I will be very fascinated because this is a yeah. Academy Award winning writer for horror, and there's none of them in the world other than Jordan Peele. Um, so I think that is really really exciting to see his take yeah. on it. Um, and of course, yeah, I think we'll will I'll know more about that going forward with Candyman because i've not seen a thing that jordan's wrote that he hasn't directed as a film no. um so i think it will be really interesting to see if candy man can do that in the hands of a different director mm. um but yeah, so this is definitely an interesting one for sure and i think this this definitely has legs like i think yeah. once candy man is out the way um and then we re- we're into like 2022 and he's marketing his next movie that he's not directing i could definitely see this being the one for sure um, yeah i think so but uh, yeah, next up, um, we have another kind of original movie being announced, which has been pretty cool to see in the last few weeks, really. It seems like Hollywood and the kind of major production companies are really starting to gear up in the last few months and kind of dealing with how to make new movies during the pandemic. Um, you know, obviously, we're seeing like Netflix shows still continuing, seeing that Stranger Things that I really want right now. Um, yeah, I want that so bad. And, but at least and, we got uh,
1: Mando,
0: man. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but uh, so this one's pretty cool because it's um, a new movie. So it's, it's going to be directed by Scott Derrickson, who within the horror genre made sinister um which is a really cool movie yeah, and i, I really movie. i really need to go back and revisit that because i've only seen it once and that actually really scared me which again mm. you know as someone who like i say doesn't happen very often i always give um cr- movies massive credit for that um but he's one of these guys like it became this trend a few years back where all these horror dudes made superhero movies um so he, <laughs> went, he went off and made dr strange he was obviously involved in the sequel that then collapsed and now we have sam raimi involved which is insane um obviously james Wan with Aquaman, you got Andy Muschietti who's going from it to um Flash. You have the guy that made Lights Out, made um oh god, that other DC movie about the kid superhero, I can't remember what it's called. Um just a whole bunch of stuff that's happened. And so yeah, it's well, oh it.
1: also, <laughs> also
0: yeah, I can't remember what that's called completely. I really couldn't stand that movie. Um but and then the Godzilla sequel that I talked about recently was yeah. um uh, was um, oh god, was uh, Michael Wingard. Doherty.
1: When well, we got Wingard. Doing... Yeah, so
0: yeah, Adam Wingard is making Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Michael Doherty, who made the the movie that I did watch, he obviously directed Trick or Treat and Krampus, which are both amazing. So like, mm. so many of these horror guys just went off to make these big budget movies. But yeah, basically, in a long winded effort, um, Scott is back to directing a new horror movie um, for Bloomhouse and Universal, um, and it's called Black Phone. And this is based upon a Joe Hill short story, um, which I have read. Um, so it's the the plot, as very short, uh, it was kind of on here. It says, a kidnapped kid, a creepy soundproofed basement, an ancient disconnected phone. Then when night falls, the phone rings. Um, I can't remember where I read this. It was in one of his short story collections. I was um, going to say,
1: I've, I've I've read his two, co- or have two you read his collections. And, so do you recall one? no it was,
0: quite, it was quite long i remember it being in, in whatever collection i think it was 20th century ghosts his first short story collection right, i want okay. that's what i'm thinking of because that was the first joe hill book i read and mm. d- i remember this being quite a lengthy one in it and it was really cool um yeah. when i first heard black phone it didn't ring a bell at all but then when i re- you know read this small <coughs> description i was like oh i do remember that and it went some really yeah cool i can. oh it's right there yeah, mm. yeah. so this is awesome um hmm. and so I think it's yeah, it's just a really cool pickup. Like I say, it's a guy who who obviously has made a really awesome horror movie in the past and he's picked up this, this Joe Hill thing, which I think is really cool. Um so yeah, like you say, we don't know much about this. Obviously, production's probably gonna ramp up. This is probably Ooh. a couple of years away, but it's it's something to get excited for for sure. Um and yeah, lastly this week, th- this one is just like it's it's kind of small, but I just want to throw it in there to remind <laughs> myself that this is actually a thing. Um, because we're getting a HBO produced Hellraiser TV show apparently, (laughs) which still blows my mind. Like of all the mental things that have happened this year and it becomes impossible to have the headspace to remember everything. Mm. This is something that got announced back in April and I still can't believe it's a thing. Um because yeah to me HBO is the gold standard in TV today and it's unbelievable to think that a Hellraiser Hellraiser (laughs) <laughs>
1: there's like a chance that Hellraiser could be good. I'm not saying it will be because no. I've been burned 12 times. But yeah, it's the in, first time it's in, going to
0: be relevant since Hellraiser 2 that's for sure yeah. and yeah. and that's unbelievable in its own right like this is going to get the most eyeballs a hellraiser project has ever had from yeah. episode one onwards um but the reason why this is thrown in here is because clive barker is now on board as an executive producer um mm. obviously that doesn't mean too much these days of course um but it was cool because it's the first project he's been involved in since 1996 bloodline um i can't remember which one that is because they just all blur into one i'm assuming oh. that's like I have something along that. I thought um, it was
1: maybe Bloodline, which was the one that I kind of enjoyed.
0: Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, like this is 25 years since he's put, he wanted to put his name to a Hellraiser project. And mm. um, yeah, he says in a statement um, I'm delighted it the Hellraiser. Oh, nice um i'm delighted the hellraiser mythology is seeing a new life it's time the stories went back to their roots i'm eager to bring to a new audience the most powerful and ancient elements of horror the darkest evil invading our human lives and how we must find in ourselves the power to resist it um and God yeah this is Im- barker why do you have to tantalize <laughs> me with your words i know he's such a wordsmith um I know. but yeah like again this is a weird one because it's not too much of a news story but i just wanted to throw it in there because Of all the things that are upcoming, this has really gone under my radar, but like Mm. I'm really goddamn excited for this man. (laughs) Oh, it's dark as fuck. Yeah, yeah. this could be so good. I know, and it's the idea of like a HBO miniseries, they're kind of like eight episode structure is just, I can't wait.
1: Let's not do it, bro. All
0: right, (laughs) we've done done this before. We've done it before. I'm not not (laughs) doing it
1: again for Hellraiser. I I promised myself (laughs) I wouldn't do it again
0: yeah i'm ready to be burned with her razor i'm ready um
1: you're not been as burned as often as me
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i just had to watch that awful one for the podcast um
1: (laughs) yeah that was about the 10th one for me
0: (laughs) yeah like for me i just i managed to block it out for so long um but yeah that was pretty much it for the news this week quite a lot of stuff a lot of interesting stuff for sure um should we talk about this week's films let's do it let's talk about the craft and the craft legacy So, yeah, obviously, this is going to be a weird one. Um, Mm -hmm. This isn't our usual kind of discussion of just a new movie. Um, This was, you know, this is this title's being uh, the title of the episode is the craft versus the craft legacy. But it's more just a discussion of both the movies, really. Um, All things crafty yeah and this was just an excuse for us obviously the craft legacy dropped um with the trailer and kind of surprise Mm -hmm. announcement about a month ago and we featured it in the news and we said like look this is one of the few kind of cult classics that we've been aware of for a very long time and neither of us have checked out and both of us have an interest in doing so yeah um which is very rare these days because usually there's like a couple of ones maybe one of us is interested in like i obviously checked out some of the lost boys earlier this year that i hadn't seen before there's also really not many movies that we have an interest in that neither of us have seen before true um and so that was just basically the the kind of catalyst for this episode really so we watched the craft and then well, within well, and also, hours... i had
1: i had a, i had a bet to to, <laughs> to uh or, oh yeah or to, to go with the cats so and she does have to watch terminator so
0: right that's fair that enough too. That okay. uh, is official now. So no, it's ter- yes yeah, Terminator 2. Oh no, no, it's Terminator, Terminator 1, isn't it? It's Terminator. Yeah. Okay, so we'll look forward to her email um giving us her <laughs> thoughts on the Terminator. You're welcome. Um I might just watch it as well. Um <laughs> yeah, you I already... T- yeah, i can watch it in T two this week.
1: <laughs> um Although but... have I already seen T Two
0: this week. Right, <laughs> let's distract ourselves because we have two movies to talk about. <laughs> so the craft obviously i guess Mm -hmm. like and like i i guess we should just say like we're probably going to discuss full spoilers for the craft right from the get-go yeah i guess yeah like we're obviously not going to spoil the new movie and we'll get yeah i mean Um, i mean there's
1: there's not really a ton of spoilery things but we're not going to be cautious about talking about a movie that's that's at least 24 years
0: old yes for Um, sure um yeah but yeah, like you say, it's a cult classic, kind of did well at the time. Um, mm. it, it made $55 million at the box office, which is very decent for a genre movie in the 90s. Um, but it's one of those movies that has lived on in the memory. I see it referenced yeah. all of the time. I've seen the imagery of the four girls from the craft so oh, much. Yeah. Um, you know, going to horror festivals, you see it on t shirts constantly. Um, it is a massive fan favorite, I think, especially within the kind of female like the, horror the, the community. title,
1: the title mm. credits. Like, I, I yeah. the second they, appeared, I was there. like, this is familiar to me,
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, mm. but yeah, like with, with the kind of the female horror crowd, I think this has mm. to be one of the most f- beloved films, right? Like, there's, mm. there's obviously there's the Screen Queens that stand out, and there's some more recent stuff, but I think. Mm. I think overall this is the movie that i see like you say i've seen the most represented at like horror crowds um, yeah. yeah but sure. uh so yeah i was excited to get into this mm. so i guess what is do you want to give us like a very brief plot synopsis i guess because most people yeah. probably know what the craft is about
1: yeah i mean so we we meet uh sarah who is a newcomer to uh, uh the high uh, to the high school um is it like a catholic high school i think and cool. um I, no I know it's the high school she's yeah and she's kind of um you know just just as a new kid she's a bit outcast especially like on her first day because she's out of uniform so she's very like fish out of water and kind of she um ends up befriending uh, a group of kind of three girls who um are kind of um a- kind of amateurs learning how to practice witchcraft and mm. um the big the big thing for the three girls was that they um the three of them couldn't complete the um circle. They needed a fourth to kind of complete their rituals and kind of um you know, actually kind of uh progress with their powers and their and their witchcraft. And so kind of with, with Sarah joining, they suddenly become uh able to do these things that they've been kind of practicing for years and without success and kind of um start to kind of develop the, these, not, I guess, abilities, but also just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, the ability to... Um,
0: do spells, do yeah, like... Yeah, do spells,
1: do these really. things. And so, um, yeah, and it kind of just starts to get out of hand and spiral out of control, really, as as these kind of teens get this crazy power really um out of nowhere and kind of the effects it has on them and the people around them hmm. um obviously the, the the main reason why for me like i was interested in this is it does star a pre-scream nev campbell
0: yeah
1: and also a, a pre-scream <laughs> skeet urich yeah which is just incredible <laughs> um, yeah and like it, it blows my mind that we didn't i've not seen this movie because of those two yeah um but yeah, kind of like for me going into this, I I've always like wanted to see this movie because of the hype behind it, but it's like I've never seen anything from it that's kind of made me want to see it and kind of uh, w- jumping into this movie, like I was instantly um into it and I had a I had a real good time, like I had a great time and I think um like, I can see why it's such a beloved classic. It blows my mind that I haven't seen it, really, mm-hmm. after seeing it after all this time. I think um, it has a great soundtrack. It has a fantastic cast. You know, obviously the two we mentioned, but the other the other three girls are fantastic. And um, it really went places that I didn't expect it to. And I thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish. And I think kind of I, I really enjoyed the kind of zaniness and kind of... Um, that, that it really does go there it doesn't just you know i i kind of thought this movie would be like they they're doing a ouija board and and like
0: mm. it will move
1: once and they get freaked out and then it takes like 10 or There's 20 like minutes for something else that and, yeah and then like i don't know like lightning will strike when they say something or like something will happen in the classroom and they'll be like oh that was us but like no, they they are they are clearly like influencing shit straight away and like I really liked that as a choice and I felt that was super strong. And um and yeah, like like I say, I I, I I don't know what I expected going into it, but I kind of thought like at this point, if I hadn't seen it, it's for a reason, but it really wasn't. I really had a great time and thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I think that's what's great about a movie like this is that, like you said, I think we're both at the point where we watch so many movies Mm. that you you do get that kind of... Mm. not like i guess maybe false confidence is the word but it's like you see so many movies you think right if i've not seen a movie this in my wheelhouse in my own things that i think I'll like there must be mm. a reason why i've not seen it and i completely agree with you where i was like that where i was like people love this movie i hear about it all the time but like how have i not stumbled across it at some point and it's you know similar to when i watched carrie a few years back and talked about that mm. on the podcast i think it was yeah. last year, or the year before where yeah, it was just like, last year. It, was, it was a movie that just somehow went under the radar and then i finally got it with the arrow blu-ray and watched it and it's one of my all-time favorite horror movies um and yeah going into this um i'm with you like i think and what this movie does so well was that it kind of like immediately just gets you in the world i think Mm. we talk about a lot with modern movies and how kind of like it goes into the whole argument runtime and all that stuff where like movies don't respect your time and don't kind of mm-hmm. immediately grab you. And this definitely grabbed me. I think oh, it's it hits same... the grand running. Yeah. Because like you say, the, the magic stuff and the witchcraft stuff, you expect to be like a end of first act reveal. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this thing going to kick off into the second act, but it's not, it's, it's straight away up front. You know, these girls are like, they want to be witches. They're training to do witchcraft. They're, they're doing levels of magic, but obviously it's not, successful because they need the fourth and then you know you're introduced to sarah she's kind of the classic fish out of water character going to the school um, she's great like, yeah because she has to
1: portray like three or four different versions of herself throughout mm-hmm. this movie and she nails every single
0: one yeah well her character just goes on such A, a journey in this movie mm. and it was Something that I again was not expecting Like what you said and kind of How you know the infighting in With the girls how they have this tight knit group But then it mm. very immediately becomes fractured And then kind of like The main threat is the girls Fighting themselves and, mm. and that was Something that was really unexpected For me um, and like When I first watched this movie it did I was kind of like oh it's weird that There wasn't like this existential threat that was like to the witches it was very much mm-hmm. their own insight in um and now i've had more time to reflect on that i do actually think that was a good choice um yeah because it, it, it's not a conventional storyline for what you no. would think like a conventional storyline would be has these witches oh, okay here's an outside threat that they need to defeat together and i think the fact that this movie didn't do that was was very strong um mm-hmm. But yeah overall like the, the acting is definitely one of the strong points for sure. Um everyone is great and I think obviously we have to mention our two favorites in this um mm. because seeing Nevinsky in this movie, seeing them play completely different characters to what they played in Scream, yeah. but the fact that it came out, you know, the same year is incredible um especially with skeet's character because he looks very different um and also like yeah like his ability to play a complete scumbag is like almost unrivaled (laughs) because like i thought i hated billy with a passion but like the character he plays in this movie shits all over billy in terms of my hatred like i fucking hated this guy from the (laughs) get-go and and this is coming from someone who is like a real fan of this actor so the fact that he's able to kind of like strip away my appreciation for his work Mm. immediately and just get me hating his character which was the clear intention um i just thought was so strong um and yeah i think the ensemble of the four girls just Mm. works really well. i think it's one of those ones that you can tell there was like immediately a camaraderie as actors together and it it really wouldn't surprise me if this is one of those groups to like i know this this year's on i'm sure loads of different things happen but i feel like there's a bond there you can tell would last for a very long time almost you could tell that they were making something special where they're like it's one of those movies where they were so young in their career that they're one if they just had this general feeling you know of like something something about this is working and especially with she had two of those in the same year Mm, like she made two movies that like she could live off for the rest of her life you know like the 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 craft appearances and the scream appearances even if there was never a sequel to scream um Hmm. would have been like kind of enough um so, yeah, I really enjoyed it for those elements. I will say I think, that you said you liked the music. I, I mm, liked the music, but I think it was it really dated the movie. Um, for, for sure, but, like, I, it, was an, it was,
1: like, for me, like, having a 90s throwback <laughs> is something that you don't get to have too often. And the fact no. that, like, there's this 90s movie that I haven't seen. Uh, like, I've just recently been re-watching the Matrix movies, <laughs> like, like, not to talk about on the podcast, but it was hilarious watching those because the soundtracks mm. are really date those movies and i oh, didn't oh, think they watch, would no,
0: when you watch movies around the year 2000 it's like like um, it's, it's amazing yeah, the sound. <laughs> it's,
1: it's crazy and and like yeah and so like it was fun watching a movie from the 90s for that reason like it's not yeah and so i, I had a great time with it
0: Yeah, see, I'm, um, I'm with you on that because people talk a lot about when things get dated and kind of like mm. it's it's a reflection of its own and i'm i'm i am i am i am with you where it's not everything needs to be in a like a time yeah people get way too carried away with that like of course there are great movies like something like psycho is always going to be timeless but i think i do i'm completely with you i love when a movie is a reflection of its time and especially when you you get to visit it like this having said that 90s pop rock slash alternative rock indie whatever is like one of my least favorite genres of music so for me for me personally i wasn't into that stuff whereas obviously when i watch like bride of chucky and oh, they're God, playing yeah. they're playing 2000 new metal that's my shit yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I love that. Whereas yeah, this isn't my cup of tea, but I did appreciate that it at least very much grounded this movie right in the dead center. Uh, I, I think
1: it just suited the movie as well. Yeah. Um, definitely. but I think I think for me as well, like the this movie was the it was the witchcraft and the kind of stuff behind that as someone that no like the actual practicing of witchcraft right. like the spells and the kind of way that they spoke and the way that they kind of set things up and everything like that like for me for someone that um knows nothing about that world i found fascinating to mm. to kind of get this insight into and it was done in a way that wasn't like oh you want to know you want to know how to be a witch do you uh sarah okay well here's abc beginner's mm. guide to being a witch it was like no no they're just going to start doing stuff and like it felt it felt real it felt proper and for me as someone that has no idea about it i was like wow this is this is like uh cool to see and like something that like you know i think quite often with witchcraft and stuff you get it where they just kind of like run around in circles kind of in front of a bubbling cauldron and say things where this just didn't feel like that it felt Mm -hmm. like um you know more real and and yeah like i i enjoyed that aspect to it as well it just made it feel a lot more like when the crazy stuff was happening it felt more real because of the way it was done pre you know the setup to it and the spells and everything
0: yeah like i think w- with a movie like this it's so weird right because you watch a movie that was so seminal and what mm. was so kind of um inspired so many things and mm. i've seen like at least 10 things which now i know were clearly inspired by the craft <laughs> yeah so you know you know one one really good example is the twilight zone si- season two episode that we watched earlier this year do you remember mm-hmm. about the two the two basically witches yeah. in school yeah yeah, yeah. and, that, and, that, and like, yeah. Like thinking about that now through the lens of watching The Craft, it was like, oh, okay, we didn't even talk about it obviously in the episode because we'd not seen The Craft, but that entire episode yeah, was a love letter to, to The craft. craft. Yeah. Um, and and even someone who grew up watching like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like there's elements to that within this uh, that, that come from yeah. this clearly, and like. what i loved about it was the the, goddamn
1: title sequence for a (laughs) start.
0: yeah well i i I like when you know and again you see this and stuff now so i'm not going to try and say that like this was the first one or whatever but i think this was one of the best cases i've seen of it when you have these people that are clearly not experts in what they're doing they are experimenting and Mm. then things don't always go the right way so they kind of they come up with these spells and you say things that have like dual meaning and then they come Mm. back to haunt you and i think this movie did that so well where you get this great turning point where they're like fuck yeah we're witches we're in control now for the first time in our lives you get that glory for a little bit and then suddenly it starts to go to shit really quickly um and then they each have like individual storylines that reflect that and that's something that not many movies would be able to juggle is like you have basically you do obviously have sarah who is like the new the new girl and she does the role Yeah, but yeah. it's it's nowhere near the level that a lot of movies do. No. Like this is one of the most kind of equal footing I've seen for the whole four of them in a very long time. Because well, like they because all, have
1: different all, stories. All, all four of the characters are, are really fascinating in their own way. Mm. Um and so yeah, each of them has a really well developed story that does get more and more interesting as the movie goes on. Like I say, mm. I, I was just I was blown away by how much I I really liked it. And I think kind of um it was super weird because yeah, obviously watching this movie hours before we we saw the second movie was a very weird way to experience these two movies.
0: Yeah, it's an experience I'm sure not many people are going to have, um, no. which is why we have a unique perspective, I guess. But yeah, like yeah, we're you know. we're obviously not talking with any authority because this isn't something mm-hmm. that we put up on. This isn't something that we've loved for years. Mm. This is merely something that we wanted to check out, and and by the sounds of it, both thoroughly enjoyed. Um, yeah, but yeah. Moving on to the new movie, I guess um, mm. the Craft Legacy, and we'll obviously go back and forth between the two because um, yeah. I think there'll be more obviously direct comparisons to make with this movie. Um, sure. Because, yeah, this obviously uh, kind of got surprise announced with the trailer, and then they kind of announced Mm -hmm. it was coming mostly to On Demand, but we obviously got a theatrical release in this country. And obviously, immediately, people were saying it was a remake. Um, Mm -hmm. Very similar, of course, with a lot of different elements. You have four witches, you have an outsider joining a school, you know, all of the elements are there. Um, And then kind of like within the trailer, which I think was... It's an interesting choice because you, you see an element in the trailer which clearly makes this movie a sequel. Um, and I don't want to get into it too much because I think for a lot of people, they probably won't know that. Um, but mm. I will say just up front that it is a sequel. And then we'll, I guess maybe when we talk spoilers, we'll talk about the implications going forward. But um, yeah, I mean, as far as plot descriptions go, it's pretty much the same thing, right? Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Is, is The new girl, is it Lily in this yes, one? Yes, Lily. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, it's basically the same plot that she's literally moving. In this instance, it's her mum uh, moving in with a stepdad, who is the one and only David Tocophany, and his... Is it three sons he has? Yes. three. Yeah, three sons, and, and then... So she's kind of very much outcast because the mum is kind of with her new boyfriend and then and then kind of Lily is on her own with these kind of three step brothers that have no interest in talking to her mm-hmm. and then she gets thrown into the high school has a very embarrassing first day and um befriends these three uh wannabe witches and again the the whole kind of complete in the fourth and uh them discovering their powers kind of ensues mm-hmm. i mean um yeah it is up until kind of the middle point of this movie it it does toe the line of being clever of is is this a remake or is it a a sequel because it Mm. is beat for beat very similar to the first movie but obviously with characters you know in a a different modern era um but yeah i mean i mean do you want to go into your thoughts on this one
0: yeah so it was an interesting one obviously because yeah we'd just seen the craft and i was like oh okay Mm. that was really cool you know what am i going to make of this and obviously when it first starts out, it is very similar. And I think trying to sort of give my overall thoughts, like I, I, this movie was better than I expected. Um, I actually think the movie is good, um, mm. and which which was more than I had hoped. You know, I think going in, um, I had the kind of black Christmas shadow still hanging over me. Yeah. And because the, I thought the trailer looked very similar to that. And um, seeing a few negative reviews as well, where I was just like, okay, this isn't going to be good. And, and to me, I was pleasantly surprised. I think this has a lot of, good elements and quite a few pretty awful and shy elements and so that kind of like it evens itself out um Mm. to start with the positives i think lily as a as a lead character is great um super compelling um really really well acted um, I've seen her in Devs, that TV show that I watched at the start of the year, and Ooh, um, she plays a completely different character in that, but she was awesome in that as well. And I really liked her performance here, and kind of like her character has a lot going on. Um, I think early on, I really liked that they focused on her family element, and again, this this is like a new backstory that we hadn't really seen in the original movie. Um, Dealing with a lot of different stuff. Obviously you have um, the kind of the stepdad with all these sons and he's kind of one of these blokes who thinks like men aren't men anymore. And so you can kind of see that, he's like some sort
1: of motivational speaker yeah he's like written books he talks about like
0: the death of modern masculism and stuff like Mm. that and so you know immediately you can see the kind of back and forth that he's going to have with a character like lily um Mm. and so i thought okay there's some really cool setup i love that she kind of had this really great relationship with her mom um Mm. and and it was a real real situation to me where i was like okay her mother clearly loves her but she knows that she's you know still a young woman herself that she still has to live her own life she's met this guy who she thinks might give her happiness and so she might have to kind of cut a a few corners for the sake of her own daughter and but her daughter understands that as well like i really like those early scenes where yeah back and forth
1: she's introduced the car jay was was fantastic Mm. and like the introduction to the family
0: oh i felt so real those interactions and so i was like i was super down again similar to with the craft like this movie got me straight away um because of all that stuff and then obviously when we get into the actual witchcraft stuff and and the rest of of the the group um that's where this movie like massively goes downhill for me i i think The other three characters aren't compelling in the slightest Mm. um they are kind of like what your biggest fear would be about the original was that you would have one lead who would have a really cool backstory and then three other people that just happen to hang around with her and that's how i felt about this i know almost nothing about any of them they really don't have a backstory like i know so much more about the original craft four than i do about Mm. these four yeah, I know more about Lily than any one of the eight. And so I think that's why the positive is, Illy is li- Lily is like the most fleshed out character out of all of them. But the downside is the other three just completely suck. Um, so that's definitely a downfall. And then I think kind of one one element that is completely new in this movie is this whole subplot involving a character called Timmy. <laughs> um which is really good. I I really liked his character, Um, you know, not to go into spoilers, but kind of like he, he develops and is very dynamic throughout this movie. Um, They really tackle some really serious issues with him, which I think worked really well. Um, And his subplot is like so fascinating and it's mostly to do with Lily as well. It's the, it's the back Mm -hmm. and forth between Lily and Timmy and the way their relationship develops. And all that stuff was great. The, The second, his backstory, um, sorry, that subplot, Gets wrapped up is when the movie just completely lost me. Um, yeah. And so that is kind of leading into <laughs> the finale moments and probably the last 20 to 25 minutes where like I just completely switched off and like it wasn't interesting to me the new elements that they tried to add to to make me as interested i was like no like the best element of this movie is gone now and so like i still like lily as a character but i don't give a shit about these other three girls your other compelling side plot has now been wrapped up and so the finale was just completely lost on me um so yeah that's how i feel overall Is like this was a good movie it was better than i expected and it was because of lily as a character and the timmy subplot but the kind of like there's a reason why I'm not talking about the Coven. I'm not talking about the magic elements, which I don't think were very good. Um, mm. And to avoid spoilers, but I don't think the kind of external uh, external threat that they add in the final third is remotely interesting. Um, mm. So, yeah, what did you make of it?
1: Yeah, I think I'm I'm almost with you, but still a bit more... Fallen a bit more short than you in liking mm. it. I think um, I... I didn't like pretty much all of the main four characters. I I really disliked the three other girls. I just didn't find any of them interesting. They either felt like shells of the original characters or Mm. just kind of just just uncompelling. There was no, you know, we didn't know anything about them and, and I just didn't ever warm to them. And obviously... I was conscious that was this maybe because it was mere hours after watching the original, but I really don't think it was. And then with, no, they do have with, with with Lily, I I enjoyed her character, but I just, I don't know. There was something about her that I never like fully warmed to and never, you know, I, I I just was never fully with her on that journey. I think, um, you know, the, 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 um, the, the Timmy character was by far kind of the most compelling character of the entire movie. And I thought, again with you that entire plot was something that was that was really well done i think that the mo the problem with this movie is the black christmas syndrome that it that it's it's trying to tackle almost every um popular political issue that's been in the world in 2020 mm. so it's it throws so much at the wall and i think the timmy part of this story was done really well and was 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 at points hidden because they were throwing so many other things at the wall and I think kind of um uh you know it's hard to talk about that spoilers with this but like um that that was one of my biggest problems with this movie that the for some I I was kind of prepared that it was going to be one of these movies that just throws a lot of uh, messaging at me that I'm not really gonna I'm gonna get frustrated with, and then they actually threw something at me that I was I was in on and was like okay they've done this well, but then but then they threw all this other stuff in between it and that the, the just muddled the waters and then and then yeah w- with you that like the second um, that subplot came to an end it, it the the finale and the extra threat that was involved it all felt very cheesy. It felt like it had been done before, and and I almost zoned out. Like mm. I don't know whether I fell asleep <laughs> or whether or whether whether I just like zoned out. But like I just zoned out for a good five or ten minutes for the for for the finale bit, and um, it was because I think you know going back to like the original movie, the the the, the finale of the original movie was done in like you know the, the two. Again, like not spoilers for the for legacy, but spoilers for the original movie. But like the two girls being pit against each other in the house and kind Mm. of the the backwards and forwards they had. I really thought that like this supernatural battle was done so incredibly well with the whole kind of like fingers turning to snakes and the use of like mirrors and all this really cool stuff. And like it was it was fantastic. And this movie, again, not spoilery, but the finale was just kind of like fire and wind and just like you know it almost became harry potter
0: nothing and about like, this movie visually is impressive in the slightest no
1: and like um like i say not to disrespect harry potter but like you know it it, it, it kind of you know felt like whimsical in that way instead of something that was meant to be genuine and and kind of um yeah completely lost me and kind of just gave this really pointless kind of stinger ending as well, which I thought was just pretty pointless as well. And, and yeah, so I just kind of um, was left, was left disappointed that a movie that was trying to give me these messages that that I normally get frustrated by actually gave me one that, that did hit, but the rest of the movie missed. And, and, and yeah, like I said, I think it was, it was fine. Like it, I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate my time with it. And I don't, like I said, if I hadn't have just watched the original like just before it, would I have enjoyed this more? Would it have felt more fresh you know if I if I had seen the original movie twenty odd years ago and then seen this with everything else, would I have been more hot on it? I think mm-hmm. I probably would have um and so you know I do think that seeing the original that I love so much does you know does take away from this one partly, but I also just think parts of it just weren't very good, yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, it's a it's a tough one. Like you know, in a in a in a year that we see a lot of kind of sequels, I think kind of. Um, and, and you know, we're talking constantly. You know, the the news that you just spoke about was remakes and sequels still constantly. And it's like you know, this this was not this was not god awful. It was just like it 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 could have it could have just done a few things to been a hell of a lot more solid. I think.
0: Yeah, there's a the point you made that I really want to pick up on is talking about the whole, you know, it throws so much at you, um, mm. which I want to get back to in a sec. But I think the the one thing that I think is unfair that I see a lot of people putting this in the same category with Black Christmas is that that movie kind of
1: ruined, ruined the, 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 the Black Christmas, ruined what Black Christmas was about because of the message it was trying to give, where this did bleed it more into the craft and, and made it made
0: more sense. But it didn't have anything to say it, it just yeah. it threw a bunch of elements at you for the sake of doing it You're purely yeah. to tick boxes and so i think with this movie like I say first of all it makes way more sense in a craft movie because the original movie was tackling you know becoming you know a teenager racism all of these issues anyway yeah. so i think the craft makes more sense to then bring up modern stuff that weren't issues as relevant uh, as prevalent in the 90s like trans rights and you know how to come out as gay as a young man and all these sort of yeah. things um and and also the the thing i discussed with the david david acophony character like that's that's a thing that gets talked about now is like is masculine dead and stuff like that so i think Mm. all of those things make sense in a movie like this and so i think it I completely agree with you. It just froze so much at the wall and mm. and really does hope that some of those things are going to stick. And clearly I think the Timmy stuff just works so well yeah. um because it's handled really well. It's phenomenally acted and it's just really believable. And I think I kind of I didn't finish my point talking about the setup, which is the whole family dynamic, which I think is a great setup with it which then just completely goes nowhere. Mm. Like I love the setup of lily juxtapositioned with living with with all these guys juxtapositioned with the relationship with her mom and the way you know the stepdad character the way he views females in the world um and males as well and kind of all that dynamics there was so much setup and so much potential for that to be great that was not explored in any remotely interesting way for me so that that Mm. completely missed the mark then i'm agree with you that there's a bunch of elements that are just thrown in there for the sake of it kind of like especially something like racism which is such a huge talking point in 2020 and Mm. the original movie handled it way more interesting than this movie oh for sure yeah like it it almost felt like they made the movie and i'm like oh shit we forgot to mention anything about it so we'll just throw in one scene for the sake of it so that was really annoying to me and so yeah the fact that there was only that one element of of the timmy stuff and the issues that he's going through which i think worked really Mm. well it's a completely new take it's something that was not remotely um tackled in the original movie and so i think that was what was really cool and that's what i wanted from this movie was take the craft model and use it to get across a more a different points from a 2020 lens and so Ooh. i think that's where the movie was a success i yeah. think that's why i still think this movie is a good movie and it is probably better than i think a lot of people are saying but also yeah. it, it really misses the mark on like a lot and i'm not going to excuse that in the slightest. Yeah, for sure, and I think it. I think
1: it definitely. You know, this is a good movie. I think, like, like I say, I think for me, I was, I was more down on it coming out of it because I'd I'd literally watched the two almost back to back, mm. which which does this, which is unfair. And th- to, there was something that I just wanted to go back on with the first movie as well that you mm. just that just triggered like in my mind when you speak about race and the way that they dealt with it in the first movie. You know, as someone that is, um, you know, lucky enough not to have you know firsthand have to experience it you know be, being a white dude like i don't i don't have that um you know in my life which i'm very you know lucky for and i think kind of it's sometimes difficult to uh you know obviously when it's overtly offensive and proper there like you know you can see it but this this the the, the original craft movie did it in such a subtle way and the way that the the character reacted to it it genuinely like made me feel it Mm. In, in, in a way that I ha- very rarely get to experience and like it, it it really hit me and I was like oh my god that is awful like I don't even want to go into what the character said because it just mm-hmm. like it made me feel awful for the girl and like um yeah like I've not I've not experienced that kind of um emotion often and it, that movie did it so well and yeah for, for then kind of yeah for, for the for the sequel to to really throw it in is just yeah, we've got to tick that box. It felt like mm. um yeah, what was it was a shame.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, we did have a couple of questions as well while we we're talking about these movies. Um, mm. So kind of just to interject these while we're talking about both the films. Um, we we had a question from uh, a couple actually from Cinema Breakdown um, mm. who says, do you think the Craft Legacy remake slash reboot will hurt the franchise or does it spark interest for a new generation? Um, mm. I think that is the million dollar question. Yeah, um, for sure. It's the question that Blumhouse uh, are trying to answer with this. And I think mm. it, it's... I, you know, again, I think a lot of people are going to be very hyperbolic, and I'm not going to be one of those people. I don't think it remotely kills you know, the original movie or anything like that. I think that's such an over the top reaction. Um, and I think as far as sparking interest for a new generation, obviously we're not the people to answer that question um, because it's the, it's the young kind of female populace, which will make this movie a potential cult classic, like the original one did. Mm. So I think the, the real answer is only time will tell. I think obviously when you have a movie like that original, it's going to be so hard to do that. I mean, it's, it's so I mean, hard. Anyway it was like a bottle movies. with, with yeah. that
1: cast and, and Definitely. everything.
0: So I think. Um, I think. You know. Even though I, I think. I, I think this movie is good, but I think that overall that I'm kind of like one of the more positive reactions to this movie. And even speaking with that, I'm like, man, I it, it would it would be a very bold prediction to say the way, but I will. I definitely will go as far as to say that I don't think it hurts the franchise in any way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, um, I think. I think. I think it definitely doesn't hurt the franchise because I think this is a good movie, and I think it does at its core, it tries to do what the original movie did, which was mm. was was give you this really, you know, good story, you know, of female empowerment, but also tackling a lot of other issues. And I think, like, just, you know, the first movie did it more concisely. But I guess as well, there's just way more issues that are in the zeitgeist right now. Yeah. And this, this movie just tried to hit on them all, and it probably needed to just trim it down a bit. But I think in terms of... Um, yeah, it doesn't hurt the original in any way for me. I think, you know, they're they're so far removed and, and um can be enjoyed in th- both on their own. And I think I think, you know, in terms of will this spark kind of you know, for a new generation, I think it yeah, we're A we're not the ones to answer and B time will tell. But I think it, it stands a chance. Hmm. I think yeah. I think it's good and I think I think if there are um in particular the timmy character i think mm. um uh a lot of a lot of um um blokes out there could um gravitate towards that character and really really kind of um get something from that journey and 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 feel kind of you know that that journey and and i think um yeah it it does stand a chance um of, of being something that is looked back upon
0: yeah, I think that's one thing that obviously without going into spoilers, but I think for people that don't know anything about these movies, I think the craft legacy did a really good job of tackling issues for young men. And mm. that's something that they kind of have completely hidden from the marketing, of course. Um, and it was a complete shock. And it was one that I was completely satisfied with in the way they told that story. So I think that would be my message to people who who maybe don't know too much about this is like, the original movie is almost all from a female perspective. Yeah, um, which I was fascinated. Fascinated by and absolutely enjoyed but i think the male stuff is where this was really interesting i think almost in a another universe would, would there have been a way to kind of make this more centered around that stuff to to make it mm-hmm. even more different than the original craft i think that would have been an extremely hard thing to do because obviously even if you would have like tried to change the, the, you know, the, the, um, the gender of the main characters, that would have been a problem. But I think Mm. that, um, because that's what kind of what we're saying here is that ultimately the original movie had four lead characters. that were all female. This movie has two lead characters. One is female. One is male. Um, and, and that is kind of my biggest takeaway. Um, but uh, yeah the the second part of his question also was um do you think the craft legacy has potential to be a classic or will it fade with time um i guess we were just kind of talking about that Mm. same stuff but i mean i don't bandy about the word classic too much and especially with a movie that i would only consider to be good um so no this movie is not going to be a classic um Mm. but yeah definitely like like every point we just said stands it could definitely find its audience i think for something like this it's great it's on digital platforms in the states i would love for this to quickly get to a service like netflix just to get Mm. more eyes on it and, and so the young audience can see this because this is a movie made for young people um yeah. that maybe aren't going to the cinema as much um but uh yeah also, we did the,
1: a... the cast fell a lot younger yeah in in this they felt they felt super young and and um <laughs> where, whereas
0: in I think back in the day actors just looked a lot older didn't they Of like <laughs> you would you <laughs> potentially would get, you would yeah get 25 26 year olds playing high school students all the time whereas now oh, yeah obviously we Directly have like high very, school students yeah. we have
1: we have good young you know like the the, pot, actors, yeah. Yeah, the talent out there like we always talk about the young mm. actor pot of talent that's out there where oh, i bet
0: these actors are like 17 18 19 like mm, guaranteed whereas, yeah back yeah. in the day i bet they were 25 26 <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and but it was really noticeable and i think mm. kind of tonally though as well because obviously in the first movie they're kind of driving around and that sort of thing whereas this is you know they felt more. Young in this movie, and obviously because you've got like this whole much stronger parental structure, and with kind of David Duchovny's character kind of being this strict parent, it made her feel even younger. Yeah, yeah, they, they really did feel like a different age between the two the two casts
0: yeah for sure um and here yeah, we did have another one from kyle um who says was there an experience in school that you wish you had magical powers to deal with um and which of the original four is your favorite i'm a big nancy fan myself uh, personally not a fan of the new one but i'd totally still be up for a sequel with the original girls hmm. um so yeah yeah what's favorite of the original four obviously it's weird for us right because we've literally just watched these movies yeah. um i mean obviously... it's uh <laughs> it's bonnie isn't it yeah, like I, I will say that I really I, liked Sarah um as the lead um and thought yeah. she was awesome in the movie. But yeah, like I can't not say Nev Campbell. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. But, but to be fair, all four of them mm. are very equal to me yeah. because all four were fascinating, and I, I really like I, I go straight to Nev Campbell because I like her anyway but like in terms of you know uh, honesty uh, honestly like i really don't know because i think they were all fascinating in their own ways and, and that's what that movie was so strong because it had four super strong leads
0: yeah well especially because we have a love for one of the actors and yeah. then like i don't know about you but i really am unfamiliar with the other three like yeah. clicking at their kind of filmographies I, I vaguely recognize the lead girl but the other two girls yeah, well, i didn't know
1: you watch do you watch prison break
0: no i didn't know oh,
1: okay she was in prison break quite a right. bit that's where i kind of i was like is that her from the prison break It's oh, really okay. weird watching like her like before 20 she years was in yeah like yeah 20 okay.
0: but, yeah. <laughs> yeah um and then yeah what was the last part he says um i totally be up for a sequel with the original mm. girls i think kind of to, to end the conversation now and then i guess we'll throw up a quick spoiler alert um because mm. i did want to touch upon the final stinger of legacy sure. um so, yeah, full spoiler alert for um The Craft Legacy, which we're only going to discuss very briefly. Um, but kind of as I discussed at the, at the top end of the show, like in the trailer, there's a photo of Nancy, mm. and, and kind of that was why we knew it was a sequel. And then that is completely not played out for like the first what hour of this movie, um yeah. where it is pretty much a remake with the new elements like we've discussed. And then kind of in those final moments is when they really do try and weave it back to the original and they bring up multiple different characters characters names and obviously was, we find out the heritage of, of lily um, it was done in such a poor
1: way uh with <laughs> lily i think like with her discovering that, uh because we're, we're in full spoiler mode right now. yeah yeah um her discovering that she was adopted was was such a a rubbish way for that to happen Mm. she was just like looking for a filing cabinet and there was a little folder that said like yeah yeah and and then she like got the bit of pay it just was terrible it was so poorly written (laughs) so poorly written and and it really made me like pissed off for that whole subplot because it was just so poorly introduced
0: I was annoyed um, because I couldn't pick up on one of my favorite things, which is I love talking about how great casting is in families. And yeah. I was going to say that the the, the li- you know Lily and her mum look so identical as actors. Yeah, and I was like <laughs> oh that is spot on. She really looks like her daughter. And then <laughs> I thought the throw that out this to look like, weird. and then she looks nothing like Nancy. <laughs> no, I thought the same. To be honest, yeah. yeah, so that annoyed me. But um, so yeah, that is the kind of final stinger. And then I guess that would be what we've discussed a few times about what Bloomhouse would want and kind of what Kyle was talking about is that he would be up for a, a sequel with the original girls. Like yeah. there has been discussion as well from the director of this movie, where she was saying, um, that she kind of had an, an original outline to then bring the two movies together. Mm-hmm. And I guess obviously it only tells kind of how well this movie does, of course, yeah. but like, how do you think that would fare? Do you, do you see a world where like these two movies can somehow merge into one? Like,
1: um, in, in a, in a world where m night made his trilogy and then, then yeah sure yeah but
0: um, that's m night mate but,
1: but um, same, this ain't that chief yeah i i don't know i i don't see put that some happening. respect on m night <laughs>
0: that is an I... unbelievable achievement, to bring these two movies that are just completely different and somehow oh, fuck movie, i got you
1: talking but... about M Night. let's oh, all that God, glass baby let's go uh, no what did i do that's like you bringing up upgrade like movie a...
0: last year come on um
1: <laughs> So anyway, um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, for me, um, I I don't really see it happening, and I don't, I don't know if I particularly have a have have a want for that Mm -hmm. either. I think the whole the strength of both of these two movies is the coming of age and the kind of teen discovery. I don't really want to see grown up. Uh, versions of those four characters mm-hmm. from the original movie, like being like what, not done witchcraft for twenty years, so still not got any better, or being like super witches, and you know, I I, I don't really need either, and I think kind of yeah, I'm I'm happy with with the first movie in in itself
0: yeah i think it's it's a fun little teaser that kind of will get people excited for a potential movie Mm. that i do not think is ever going to happen and i completely agree with you that the coming of age aspect of a young cast is what's so integral to these movies even in the craft legacy that doesn't Mm. um fill all those needs but like yeah like you say how the hell would that work bringing together these cast members kind of it would just feel like the most fanservicey y thing possible of, like, here's all these actors back playing these roles. And it's like, to what end? You know, like, they've not played these characters for 25 years. What would be the point? Mm. They've all moved on from this moment in their lives that happened at high school when they were all together, I assume. And um, you would have to write one ahead of a script to somehow make that work. But I think we're talking yeah. completely hypotheticals anyway because I, I don't see a chance that that could ever happen given that this nice. movie has had a pretty muted release at best um yeah this movie would have had to come out and absolutely slay at the box office to then be like right we've got the figures that we can bring in to bring back the all four members of the original cast mm-hmm. and this this movie is not slayed so <laughs> that's not going to happen no. um but yeah i guess final thoughts on this very obviously weird episode talking about these new movies like i had i had a really good time this was yeah. for me one of the most fun i've had for the show for a little while obviously watching two movies um thoroughly enjoying the original and i'm really glad that i finally watched it now and it's kind of in my own personal wheelhouse i I
1: really want a nice blu-ray of it now
0: (laughs) yeah i wonder if that exists um no i had a look. all right that sucks (laughs) arrow Mm. are you listening um yeah well, I mean, I'm sure there's probably a US only one that you can get, but that's another probably. point. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, kind of the craft legacy for me. Like you say, when I first watched that trailer and I discussed it in the news, it really stunk of one of these Bloomhouse stinkers. Um, and to me, it wasn't. It was better than that. It's not a fantastic movie. It misses the mark in a lot of different ways. But there's some stuff in here. Don't put this in the same category as Black Christmas would be mm. my biggest takeaway, because this is not a complete uh this is of shit <laughs> like that. Um, this is actually a pretty well-made movie with some really interesting concepts as well. It's just a shame that they couldn't talk together especially as we discussed the third act which just doesn't work um yeah yeah
1: but yeah no i i mirror that i had a great time both movies were enjoyable the first movie mm. is fantastic and i think uh you know you, you the definitely craft legacy doesn't deserve the hate that it's getting it, it is mm. you know it is good and i think the the problem is, is that you've named the episode craft versus craft <laughs> legacy and so uh my my vote is for craft
0: <laughs> oh yeah mine would be of course <laughs> yeah. like there's there's no dispute in that but but, um, but
1: yeah it was a good time
0: yeah this was really fun we yeah we don't get to do this very often and i don't know when nice. we'll get to do it again because there isn't too many like sequels slash remakes slash whatever of movies that we haven't seen obviously within the genre um but yeah it was i'm cool. still
1: i'm i think we need to do hellraiser versus hellraiser tv show
0: but <laughs> That's fair. That's fine. (laughs) We'll do that in the three years when that actually comes out. Um, But, uh, and yeah, it was nice to finally, like, the, of all the movies for us for us to be the last one at the cinema like what a random ass one that we kind of did fairly last minute this movie that yeah. we obviously hadn't seen before um this was an extremely limited release you know mm. i don't think it came to any theaters in the u.s um mm. so we certainly got a different experience like you don't need to see it in the cinema i should add as well like no. as we discussed before there's nothing about this visually that is appealing especially on the big screen so i'm sure you're absolutely fine to watch this on your phone digitally yeah, it yeah just watch <laughs> Your phone, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll I'll usually never say that about any movie for this. It's like, yeah, it's, it's it's some interesting character stuff. Um yeah. but yeah, that was our discussion of both the craft movies. Uh, we'll take a short break and we will be right back. This is a Richard break. Grab your fucking popcorn. You're listening to Super Horror Bros. So, yeah, just to kind of finish us off this week, obviously, um, it was Halloween over the weekend. Um, it was indeed. And, yeah, the end of our kind of listener feedback from Sean, who made it through to day 31. Um, Bravo, Sean. Just
1: <laughs> let's take a minute and, and, like, good good achievement, man. Like, you've done it you have to... i've i've tried and i've yeah. failed and you've done it man
0: oh yeah it's a very impressive achievement um the only thing i will say is that like you had why didn't you finish with 31 like come on it was it was right yeah. there for you come on he, buddy <laughs> he finished with a classic he finished of with course with the original halloween which i have to respect but i mean yeah,
1: the new 4k restoration as well
0: yeah for sure i think you finished with quite a lot of classics i think he was watching the thing thing. um, creep show as well which is always incredible so um yeah hats off to you sean you made it um (laughs) but so yeah did you like i i only watched one movie over halloween bro
1: he (laughs) he didn't do halloween right (laughs) i did halloween right
0: what did you watch
1: i watched a little double bill right (laughs) i watched myself 31 nice <laughs> and then i slapped on straight after it three from hell yes
0: nice <laughs>
1: that's how you spend halloween brother
0: lovely stuff that's
1: how you spend halloween so i, how had, will, I had a win i it <laughs> it was great it was great like 31 is fantastic like it's uh, again with that like um the more i watch it the more i love it the more like i've gotten like charm out of the opening scenes at this mm-hmm. point I've accepted the, some of the characters, and then as soon as we get into the game thirty one, it's just nonstop. Mm. It's fantastic, and like it just just like the, like Doomhead in this movie, like everything he says is just a one liner. Mm. Everything he says, I want as like a soundbite, yep. and and it's it, it's it's just fantastic. And like the um the soundtrack throughout is just so good, and then the final song at the end with the kind of the the confrontation um, uh, is just yeah I I goddamn love this movie and I think kind of like I just have such great memories of it obviously Mm. we 31 is our first ever experience of Fright Fest as well Mm. which like we don't really think about often but like I was really taken back in this rewatch to that as well and yeah I just had a great time and then um, yeah three from hell I experienced a little bit differently because I've never done it with director's commentary so I I, I watched it with director's commentary so it wasn't it wasn't so much as a rewatch as it was more of a, a behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, listening to Rob, yeah. You know, love listening yeah, but that. it was awesome because, yeah, like it's, it's a director's commentary, pure Rob. And like... um Obviously him going into Sid and the the rewrites and kind of um Richard and the way it was shot and like just how this goddamn movie came together was hilarious. It's unbelievable. Because <laughs> just every scene he's like, Oh yeah, we had about two hours to shoot this. Yeah. And like and he's like, this, oh, he's like, this happened
0: last week. Yeah. He was scene.
1: like he was like, Oh yeah, we, we were twenty-eight days into our film and we had two days left and Danny Trio rocked up and yeah. so we had him for a
0: morning and like, added you know the whole plot basically. Yeah,
1: and just like everything about it, like this movie just shouldn't have worked but for some reason like the more like time and time pressure and budget restraints you put on rob the the better the project becomes yeah the magic happens. um yeah like you don't want to give him a budget and time give him 50 <laughs> quid in two days like that's 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 where he he will shine like he'll give you he'll give you a masterpiece give him give him a year and a million a hundred million and, and it will be trash like and it's just it's it's hilarious and like yeah just just hearing all the weird little stories and kind of you know um yeah i I just it was a great time and obviously just with the backdrop of getting to watch this movie and you forget some of the crazy stuff that's in it Mm. it's it's strange because um 31 felt a hell of a lot more practical you know he really did put a lot more cg into into three from hell kind of with the a lot of blood splatter and kind of that sort of thing which i yeah, found kind and the of
0: arrows later on. Sorry? Oh the bit with the bow Yeah, arrow, right? later on. A and then the
1: knife powder. throw in and just kind of like a lot of that um which yeah, it is kind of strange that he lent so heavily on it, but it doesn't—it doesn't look bad. Like it, it's, you know, it is what it is, and I think, like, you know, it's. I'd imagine that yeah, he got into the post, and there was just not a chance for a single reshoot. He did, he did one like in the commentary. He said like he did one reshoot, mm. and he, they pretty much used almost every bit of footage they they filmed. <laughs> yeah.
0: It is insane. I think what, what's fascinating when you talk about that is like that is as more and more time goes on, and I re watch and re watch The Devil's Rejects, that is my mm. least favorite part of that movie is the use of CG. And it's one of those things of once you yeah. see it in those moments, like the worst one is the finale when she, when they hammer in the nails in the hand and they're sitting in the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See that CGI blood splur. And I'm and like, I hate yeah. that now. And I love that movie. It's one of my all time favorite movies. Of course. But like the, the CG in that movie really stands out mm. now. Like it's the only thing about that movie that. Just not like a 10 out of 10 yeah
1: and and, and watching because obviously like you're what uh, with a director's commentary you're watching it without the audio so much and so like yeah, i'm just, just watching it exactly
0: more all the tricks to the trade as well
1: yeah when he, well he wasn't going into the cg as much but it did stand out to me like mm. watching it this time but yeah still a great time and i and, remember you know, when i
0: watched it he was going like especially with the bar and arrow stuff where he was like oh, oh the, the bar, bar and arrow he was, was yeah and yeah yeah, CG and, all, and like he's yeah. really breaking it down and yeah and, you know it's that it's like you so say you can't switch it yeah. off and it's but um
1: but yeah, it was a good Halloween double bill,
0: man. Yeah, I watched one movie. And while I say quickly, I did have a little bit of Rob over ho- uh, Halloween. Um, okay. so I didn't watch his movies, but um, he had a new song that came out. And I checked that out and it's an absolute Banger. Nice. So nice. he's got a new album coming out. So that's pretty sick. So he's staying nice. just in the music world. Um, Damn it, Rob. <laughs> yeah i'll take what i can get at this point um but uh yeah no i watch haunt um which obviously i discussed in the previous weeks that i needed to rewatch because i'd only seen it once at fright yeah. and was a huge fan of it and um yeah it's a, it's still a really really great movie i think watching it now with all the time removed was fascinating because kind of you remember so much about the iconic moments and yeah I'd almost forgot about like the initial setup and all that stuff and i think it is a little bit slow at the start like it, it takes literally... a little while to get to the haunted house doesn't it yeah. like the
1: party scene mm. and like her um going outside and the lingering character and like it does you know it's it a plot with
0: her and stuff like just none yeah. of those scenes are remotely interesting and it's kind of crazy how much it switches on immediately once they get to that location mm. like the guy who's like the the kind of douchebag guy when he like knocks the drink over at the party yeah, yeah. like i hate all these characters but then the second they get away from that element they just work so much better mm-hmm. um, but yeah i I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed it i think it was so crazy to think that i'd forgot that it came out last year like i feel like it was at least two yeah. three years old um that's
1: life right now mate
0: yeah and looking back on a list where it didn't make our top 10 last year and what? i looked at it yeah and i was like that's crazy and then i looked that's top up, five this year <laughs> yeah and, and i looked at our top 10 and i was like i firmly stand by that decision on a rewatch i was like this is not better than any of the 10 movies that we had on our list and i think it i think for both of us it was like literally 11 it's or 12. Than glass. Sharp, Um, So, you know, it, it, it did not make the top 10, unlike Glass. And, um, you know, and, and I firmly stand by that. And, and again, yeah. that shows how amazing last year was because yeah. you joked about it. This, this is an incredible it. movie. Horn would be one of the best movies we've seen this year, yeah. hands down. And the fact that, it, like, I stand by the decision to not put it in the top 10 last year only speaks volumes. Um, but, yeah, it, it's an awesome movie. The, the the kind of, the icon, I'm not going to reveal what it is, but the, the kind of uniqueness to this movie with the Killers and the Marks mm. in particular. Oh, so it's, good. Yeah. It's You've incredible. Oh, it's uh, so I good. I forgot on rewatch. So yeah, well to me that's kinda like the main thing I remember Mm -hmm. about this movie. And I still loved it and like the way they show them off. And I just wanted to see more of them. Like they're just they the way they look is so incredible. It's such a unique take on that. And it really gets around that big problem that just so many horror movies have of like the mask is so cool, but then the person behind the mask always sucks. And and it's why you don't see so many of these iconic killers unmasked, because it's like, you know, who cares who's like under a lot of these masks? It really just doesn't feel like it's worth it. Um, and this movie just nailed it in one of the best, it has like one of the best, best unmasking scenes ever, um, outside of like a scream movie, because with, with scream, it's so plot driven. You want to know who the character is, but yeah. it was purely the visuals of it. Um, but yeah, it's a great movie, man. Like it's, it should be seen by all. And I think it was, I loved watching it on Halloween. Like I'd forgot, yeah. I, I kind of picked it and airmarked. It's it like, oh yeah, I remember it was, you know, set around Halloween, but it is so, Halloween, oh, halloween yeah. Yeah. yeah like in every sense of the word and it really is one of those mainstays for me like usually i do check out at least one of those either like i think i have it on rotation now of either this trick or tree or season of the witch like they're like my go-to halloween movies um and so like i like having those on rotation or probably because i didn't watch season of the witch this year which is crazy No, So i'll probably save that now how's 31 but, not going to that rotation bro yeah, i know it needs to be that, that that's like a different category of just like when i need that rob zombie goodness just stick it on mm, it Whereas, like, I, I don't think I can watch Season of the Witch in, like, February and get the same, you know, feeling yeah. from it. <laughs> sure. And similar with this, like, I got such awesome Halloween vibes from this. Um, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a really great time. I actually only watched one movie, which was mm-hmm. unlike me usually, but it was a good one. Um, it was a good one but uh yeah that is pretty much it for this week um as we discussed at the top of the show it is going to be all digital going forward um so yeah there is some stuff obviously on the radar i think one worth mentioning is is obviously peninsula that we keep talking about um we were waiting because we thought we were going to get a cinnabar release which is not going to happen um so you know it's already out on digital platforms i think the blu-ray is still coming out this month um And then the third element is, obviously, we discussed ages ago that Shudder had picked up this movie for 2021. Mm. I saw recently that they've moved that forward now to December. Oh, Um, interesting. So it is coming out there. So, like, guarantee, this is my guarantee, we will watch this movie before the the year-ender, for sure, at some point. Um, And, yeah, like uh antebellum is one that kind of came and went on digital platforms in the states and no one talked about it and lionsgate uk just has the movie is coming soon and they're not saying anything on it so we've covered movies that are available in the states before so maybe we'll cover that and yeah, there's a couple of Netflix ones that look interesting as well. So we'll, we'll be seeing something digital next week, but we don't know what yet. <laughs> we're back in that fun time around the summer where we were just like... Uh, yeah. Shudder, <laughs> as well. Of course, there's always stuff on Shudder. There's an anthology movie on Shudder that looks pretty cool. So we'll, I mean, we'll see something. <laughs> yeah, we'll see something for sure. Um, but yeah, that was episode 221 where we talked about The Craft and The Craft Legacy. Uh, thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon.
1: See you later, everyone. die soon up anyway shut up i can't mainly because i never could how could i start that